I'm Afshin Ratanti and welcome back to Going Underground, broadcasting all around the world from Dubai and the UAE. Tomorrow may mark the anniversary of the creation of Nazi-aligned Vichy France, but it also uh, is when leaders of the Washington Axis fighting Russia through Ukraine gather in Lithuania to discuss battle plans not only against Moscow, but Beijing as well. So how far will Washington go as Europe's economies decline in tatters and rioting and the shadows of nuclear war darken and lengthen? The retired Lieutenant General of Russia's Armed Forces, Chairman of the Executive Council at the Russian Center for Policy Studies, Yevgeny Buzhinsky, joins me now from Moscow. Thank you so much, Lieutenant General, for uh, coming on. So billions of dollars being poured uh, into Zelensky's uh, coffers. Uh, what do you expect from this summit in Vilnius tomorrow? Well, uh, actually, uh, I do not expect much, uh, frankly, uh, because uh, well, I understand the expectations of uh, Zelensky personally and uh, Ukrainian, uh, Ukrainian, uh, Ukrainian leadership that uh, something, uh, something will happen in Vilnius as regards uh, the invitation of Ukraine to, uh, to the alliance. Uh, but I don't think uh, that's feasible. Uh, first of all, because, uh, well, uh, except uh, some... Uh, Fiercely anti-Russian states like uh, Baltic states, Poland, uh, which uh, would like to see uh, Ukraine in NATO tomorrow, irrespective of the uh, consequences. Uh, there are a lot of, uh, there are many uh, European countries uh, which uh, oppose uh, this, at least uh, until the uh, crisis is over. Moreover. Even the uh, Biden administration now is uh, against uh, hasty invitation of Ukraine. And uh, moreover, I would say that uh, if uh, I'm sure that uh, there are uh, informal contacts uh, between uh, Russian government and US government, I think that uh, the Russian side will uh, have already delivered, if not will deliver, the very clear signal that if Ukraine is invited, uh, the war uh, will not be over, uh, because that was one of the main goals of the uh, Russian special operation to prevent uh, Ukrainian membership in the alliance. Of course, they could try, therefore, and say, look, Russia made a mistake. That's why NATO is going to allow them in. The boss of the CIA, Bill Burns, former ambassador to Moscow, he made this secret trip, apparently, to see Zelensky. You think uh, Bill Burns might have been explaining to Zelensky why, obviously, Ukraine can't join NATO, because that would mean Article 5 would require Britain and who knows who else to uh, attack Russia? Well, as for uh, the uh, visit of Bill Burns uh, to Kiev recently, I think that uh, yes, I, I, I agree that uh, one of the uh, one of the uh, points on the agenda was the uh, Ukrainian uh, Ukrainian aspirations as for uh, joining the uh, alliance. Uh, I'm sure that uh, Burns uh, explained the uh, current U.S. position and prospects of Ukraine in, in NATO. Uh, moreover, uh, I, I suspect uh, that even in the United States, uh, irrespective of all these uh, claims that we will support Ukraine as uh, long as it needed, uh, they understand that the, uh, the, the uh, picture on the battlefield is not in favor of Ukraine. 
all uh, these uh, very, very uh, widely advertised uh, actions as counteroffensive or offensive. I don't understand why counteroffensive. They call it counteroffensive because Russia uh, did not did not uh, attack. Well, uh, was not inoffensive uh, to, to to for the Ukrainians to launch counter. You think it's Russia that has the counteroffensive in effect since the 2014 coup? Uh, that's right. And moreover, I think that uh, counteroffensive will be launched by Russian Federation. I don't know when, uh, in a week, in a month, maybe in a couple of months. But uh, for sure, uh, the, this, uh, this, uh, uh, this stage of conflict will uh, finish with Russian counteroffensive. And I, I am sure it will be successful. So I think that the Americans uh, understand that uh, sooner or later they've got to sit down at the table and uh, uh, find uh, some solution, some uh, diplomatic or peaceful solution to the conflict. And uh, of course, uh, I hope that Burns explained to uh, Zelensky that his uh, plan uh, is kind of uh, fantasy. It's uh, kind of wishful thinking. Uh, these boundaries of 1991, uh, Crimea back, everything back, reparations, contributions, so he wants to play a winner. Uh, it will never happen. Do you know Bill Burns? Yes, I know Bill Burns. Uh, I uh, I got acquainted with him when he was uh, ambassador, uh, U.S. ambassador in Moscow. Then uh, during my um, well various uh, visits to Washington. Uh, I had uh, meetings with Bill Burns uh, when he was <clears throat> deputy head of uh, the State Department. Yeah, do you think uh, he's a sensible sort of person? Because what do you think of the fact that uh, uh, in Britain there are uh, politicians talking about the need to uh, go to all-out war with Russia rather than presumably using Ukraine as a proxy and the fact that other states in uh, Europe are talking about the need to uh, start, I don't know, blowing up parts of Russia? Well, uh, you see, I don't understand the... Uh, well, uh, the, in a whole, of course, uh, the uh, anti-Russian, uh, uh, Russophobic uh, position of uh, Great Britain is not, the, 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 is not a secret. It's been uh, like this for, for decades, for, for even for centuries. Uh, so uh, we have no illusions about the, uh, the uh, position of... Do you think Bill uh, Burns UK. understands that? Well, Bill Burns, uh, Bill Burns uh, is uh, a different story. We are talking now about Bill Burns or uh, UK. I just wondered whether you thought, since you knew Bill Burns, current head of the CIA, whether he would recognise that uh, some of the voices in Europe are not uh, practical. Yes, of course. Uh, of course, uh, I'm sure about that. I'm sure about that, that he uh, recognizes that uh, position of uh, some countries is extremist. Uh, moreover, there, there is now a lot of talk about, uh, especially uh, in UK, that uh, don't, don't be afraid of Russia, don't be afraid of nuclear weapons. It's not so, it's not so dangerous, it's not so frightening. Uh, we can uh, just uh, fight a limited, uh, limited nuclear war uh, in Ukraine or in Russia. It's it's so restless. It's so uh, well. Uh, I, I I I don't know. No, I can't understand why uh, reasonable people and I uh, believe that 
people in uh, in UK, I mean, in the UK government, uh, in uh, the governments of other European countries, even in the Baltics, uh, they are uh, they are reasonable enough not to talk about nuclear weapons because it's uh, it's absolutely irresponsible, I'll especially 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 for Britain. I'll get on to nuclear weapons in a second, but of course, media restrict is restricted in Britain very. Uh, uh, very strictly. You can't talk about Nazis in Ukraine. You can't talk about Zelensky stopping uh, elections next year, so it's not a democracy. But in their media landscape, can you understand their confusion? Because they're, all they talk about is the Prigozhin march to Moscow. Uh, I mean, what, what exactly happened? Because Prigozhin seems to be strengthened. Uh, Shoigu is strengthened. Putin is strengthened, and the media don't know in NATO countries how to describe what actually happened. Uh, even they are not really saying anymore, oh, Putin is about to fall. Uh, what, what's your understanding of what happened on uh, June 24th? Well, uh, you see, it's all about money. It's all about money, I repeat, because uh, uh, Prigozhin uh, was, uh, it, he's a businessman, uh, yes, with uh, some uh, criminal past, but he's a businessman. He uh, is the owner of the uh, huge uh, catering company. Uh, moreover, he's, uh, he used to be, uh, I don't know the uh, state of uh, the, the status now, but he was the owner of a uh, uh, private military company, uh, Wagner, uh, and he earned uh, from the state, from the Ministry of Defense, uh, President Putin uh, voiced out uh, recently the figures annually as only on the uh, catering contract with the Ministry of Defense. He, last year, he earned uh, 1 billion US dollars in US currency. Uh, plus, uh, he earned, uh, not he, but uh, the state paid to his uh, people in the uh, company uh, more than one billion US dollars as uh, their salaries, insurance, uh, all kinds of uh, compensations. Uh, so he, 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 he was earning quite, uh, quite a lot of money. But uh, when uh, his, uh, I would say, uh, quarrel uh, or misunderstandings uh, with uh, Minister Shoigu and uh, Chief of uh, General Staff Gerasimov started, it all finished that uh, for, uh, for this year, uh, the Minister of Defense uh, refused uh, to prolong catering contract first. Second, uh, the Minister of Defense uh, decided that all uh, volunteers all private companies and uh, uh, Wagner is not the only uh, private uh, military company which is uh, acting in the in Ukraine. All uh, these companies uh, should uh, sign a contract with the uh, Minister of Defense and uh, actually uh, <clears throat> uh, put themselves under direct command of not. Uh, of the owner of the company, but to the, the, the direct command of the Minister of Defense. Uh, Prigozhin was uh, the only uh, leader of the uh, owner of the private company who refused. After that, uh, Shoigu said, in this uh, case, uh, you are out of the battlefield. You may act uh, where, wherever you want, in Africa, in Asia, where you 
studied your activity, but not in Ukraine. In Ukraine, only combat units subordinate to the general staff, to the Minister of Defense, will continue uh, special operation. After that, of course, uh, Prigozhin uh, went furious and uh, actually uh, did this uh, restless and absolutely senseless uh, action. Well, we're talking about the Wagner Group, but uh, is the fact that Russia's Ministry of Defense allows privatization in the forces a problem, some sort of legacy of the neoliberal 90s? Uh, do you think there has to be a rethink in the Russian Ministry of Defense of using private uh, contractors? I know you've said that in uh, NATO, they suffer because of using private contractors just in manufacture of uh, ammunition to replace that destroyed by the Russian army. Oh, well, you see, I, uh, I have nothing against uh, private companies. I remember the, the, it was uh, in uh, 2010 or 2009 when the uh, conversations in the Ministry of Defense started about the uh, private companies which uh, used to be in the West especially U.S. Uh, companies in Iraq, uh, like uh, uh, Blackwater and uh, others. But it was uh, agreed uh, that uh, private companies are needed to act abroad where uh, official, uh, official uh, Russian uh, military uh, uh, involvement uh, is, not, is not advisable uh, for the political uh, reasons. So uh, then uh, Wagner uh, was uh, organized uh, at first, it was in uh, 2010 or 11, I don't remember exactly. And the, uh, their uh, area of uh, responsibility, if I may put it like this, was uh, mainly Africa. Advisors, uh, trainers, uh, instructors, uh, so uh, with uh, very uh, little support, I mean, uh, from the viewpoint of material from the uh, Minister of Defense, but uh, the uh, political uh, coverage was uh, provided. Lieutenant General Brzezinski, I'll stop you there. More from the Chairman of the Executive Council at the Russian Center for Policy Studies after this break. Welcome back to Going Underground. I'm still here with Yevgeny Puzhinsky, retired Lieutenant General of the Russian Armed Forces and Chairman of the Executive Council at the Russian Center for Policy Studies. So we were talking about uh, Wagner and uh, privatization. Of course, some in Russia are talking about class elements in the current conflict. I mean, why is it anecdotally people talk about the rich Russians being able to escape the draft and the poor ones having to go to the front? Uh, was that always there uh, since uh, the Russian Federation was created uh, after the fall of the Soviet Union? Or is this a new thing? Well, uh, first of all, uh, I do not agree that uh, rich uh, uh, do not take part and uh, only... Well, uh, of course, uh, there is uh, some uh, social inequality in Russia, like in uh, all uh, free uh, market uh, countries. Maybe in Russia, the, the gap is uh, too wide, that's true. Uh, but uh, uh, people uh, who are uh, now fighting in Ukraine, 
especially volunteers, uh, especially people who voluntarily uh, signed contracts with uh, uh, Minister of Defense. Now the figures, each day, uh, 1,400 people uh, sign uh, a contract with uh, the Minister of Defense and uh, going to Ukraine. Uh, since the, the 1st of January till uh, yesterday, uh, 185,000 uh, people already uh, signed contracts with the uh, Minister of Defense. So that's uh, the, 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 the very uh, good figure for uh, forming reserve uh, for uh, the future counteroffensive, by the way. Uh, so uh, I know a lot of people from the well, uh, not rich, uh, but uh, from... Uh, the families with uh, very handsome income who uh, voluntarily uh, went to Ukraine and are fighting uh, for 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 the goals of the... I guess uh, we'll, we'll have to wait for the statistics on that. One question that uh, has often been asked, and of course uh, NATO countries have lost uh, wars in recent years in Iraq, Afghanistan, Libya, uh, Syria, but they usually start off by uh, aerially bombarding cities. Why has Russia not used its air force to bomb Ukraine? That's 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 a very uh, good uh, question, uh, which I was uh, asked by my uh, American uh, acquaintances, uh, European acquaintances, especially American. Why didn't you uh, bomb uh, Ukraine uh, since you had all the uh, air superiority? Uh, you you had all the means to. And by the way. The first uh, two weeks when uh, a Russian army managed to destroy practically uh, all military infrastructure, I mean uh, air bases, uh, naval bases, although without uh, fleet, but still uh, the, the uh, anti-aircraft system. Uh, but uh, that was, you see, um, I may agree or not, but uh, that's the uh, position of the president. Because civilians are still being it. killed in Donetsk. Every other day, right? right. Every because other of day, this decision, but, uh, and uh, and uh, frankly, I don't understand why we uh, do not uh, attack uh, some uh, some uh, elements, infrastructure elements, especially bridges, especially uh, railway road depots, uh, since they are considered to be civilian uh, objects of infrastructure, and that's position of the president. We do not attack. Uh, the uh, civilian infrastructure on Ukraine. A lot of people do not understand this, but that's the position of the Russian president and the Russian government. Maybe it's because when NATO does it and has done it in Iraq, Afghanistan, Libya and Syria, they ended up losing the wars. Uh, who knows? So is the plan to just wait for all this Western weaponry to queue up uh, and slowly destroy every tank, every HIMAR, every uh, whatever multi-million dollar piece of equipment being uh, given away to Zelensky comes up and just destroy it all one by one? Well, the effect which was expected, especially by uh, Zelensky, by Ukraine, that uh, Western equipment will be the uh, magic, uh, magic stick for uh, total uh, victory in Ukraine, uh, turned out to be, uh, mildly speaking, not true. Well, uh, actually, since the uh, 4th of June, according to the uh, in, uh, official information of the Minister of Defense, 
Ukraine uh, lost uh, more than 20,000 uh, people uh, or personnel and uh, about 1,000 pieces of uh, armor, including tanks, ACVs, uh, and all uh, other uh, armored vehicles. Uh, so we, uh, I do not expect that, uh, yes, Americans decided to supply uh, some uh, 30 uh, pieces of Bradley, but you see these figures, 20, 30, uh, well, uh, Portugal or, yeah, Portugal uh, promised to uh, uh, supply four uh, Leopard uh, tanks. Four, six, 20, it doesn't matter. It's not the uh, number uh, which is uh, essential for, uh, for the uh, fighting in, the, in, the, in, in, in Ukraine. I'm, I'm sure that first of all, uh, sooner or later, I presume maybe sooner, uh, Ukrainians uh, will be short of uh, trained personnel. And, and, and the equipment uh, which uh, Western countries are uh, supplying, uh, equipment and ammunitions are not uh, not not enough for for uh, some, something decisive on the uh, part of Ukraine. Well, Western European populations seem to support their governments, uh, their policy to fight uh, to fight on. Do you think this is because Russia is losing the uh, propaganda war, the perception war? Obviously, in NATO wars before, they uh, had journalists who would um, arguably lie for them, whether it be Iraq, Syria, Afghanistan, or Libya. It doesn't look good, does it, to see drones attacking the Kremlin, the Kerch Bridge being destroyed, the Nord Stream to be destroyed, assassinations of journalists in Moscow and St. Petersburg. How, how is Russia going to uh, convince Western Europe that they're being lied to? Well, you see, of course, uh, you, you know it better than me as a uh, journalist, as a media man, that uh, that all the uh, Western media, all uh, major uh, newspapers, uh, TV stations, uh, TV programs, radio programs, uh, internet, uh, they are uh, all uh, against Russia. They are uh, every minute, every hour, uh, they are uh, broadcasting uh, uh, well, I would say uh, not true pictures uh, what's going on in uh, Ukraine. Well, in fairness, uh, in fairness, it's illegal not to be uh, against Russia, arguably, in, say, Britain. I mean, I, I've got yes, to ask it, you, I mean, we now know that there are 50 British troop soldiers in Ukraine from Jack Texera's Pentagon leaks. Can Russia respond to what, uh, to Britain's deployment of British soldiers Presumably, there to train people well, to kill Russians. You see, uh, well, you see, uh, they're not British soldiers officially. They're just mercenaries, and uh, they're not considered. Well, no, they're the, apparently uh, British SAS or special forces, according to the leaks from the Pentagon uh, uh, that Jack Texera uh, revealed and is going to jail for revealing. Well, uh, you see, that's not the reason. Uh, that's my that's my opinion. It's not a sufficient reason to start war with uh, UK. <laughs> uh, but we uh, let's say we get rid of those uh, people uh, in uh, Ukraine, and uh, uh, it's not maybe maybe it's not uh, very right not to not to uh, publicly. Uh, uh, disclose the effects that uh, 
how many how many uh, British uh, people were already killed or taken prison. Uh, I think it's uh, there are a lot of uh, political uh, underpinning in all these uh, in all these uh, actions. But uh, we know that uh, there are casualties uh, among uh, the uh, British citizens, among uh, U.S. citizens, uh, other Europeans. Uh, but uh, their uh, the figures the figures are not made public by the uh, Russian Minister of Defense. Well, there's been a lot of talk of nuclear weapons. People can watch our Karaganov interview on uh, Rumble. But, um, and of course, Medvedev is talking about it being quite probable there'll be nuclear war. Elon Musk, uh, perhaps the richest man in the world, he's helped uh, journalists because he's freed up Twitter uh, to be uncensored. But if all the US and um, Western European weaponry is all going to just be destroyed in the next uh, few months, you said that Elon Musk's Starlink system has been arguably useful for Zelensky's uh, uh, neo-Nazi linked troops in Ukraine. Yes, uh, I understand that uh, Starlink is being used uh, in uh, for military purposes. Uh, that's an open secret. But the problem with Starlink that uh, to to uh, destroy every single. Uh, uh, transmitting station, it's uh, quite a task. And to, uh, you see, to use uh, maybe uh, drones uh, may be used, but uh, it's not a radical solution. The radical solution will be the, would be destruction of the space component of the Starlink, but uh, that would entail the, the, the uh, that will be the uh, very high stage of escalation in uh, the um, confrontation with the United States. For the time being, I uh, think that uh, a Russian president is not ready for um, direct uh, confrontation with the United States. He wants to avoid it. Lieutenant General Brzezinski, thank you. And that's it for the show. We'll be back on Saturday with a brand new episode. But until then, you can keep in touch via all our social media. If it's not censored in your country, and head to our channel, Going Underground TV on Rumble.com to watch new and old episodes of Going Underground. See you Saturday.